Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I'm going to be your host for the next 30 minutes or so. And we've been on this series called The Kingdom, and this is part nine, Joy Equals Strength and Protection. So last week, I did it on peace, a weapon of mass destruction against the plans of the evil one. And so... I just want to just go over uh, the kingdom. Um, so we're on part nine. So it's get, I'm getting pretty detailed, but I started off with the foundations of the kingdom. I talked about the kingdom, and then I talked about the very foundations of the kingdom. And so faith, hope, and love, these three things remain. So First Corinthians 13, 13 says, faith, hope, and love, these three, these three remain. So Faith, hope, and love are the foundations of the kingdom of God here on the earth. And every human that has ever come into this planet has come with a portion of love. They've come with, you know, the uh, ability to love. They've come with a portion of faith. The Bible says that every man has been given a portion of faith. So these are things that every man, woman, and child that's ever come into this planet has at their disposal. And that's why they can become born again. That's why they can receive um Jesus into their hearts is because they do have faith. Everybody has faith. And so faith, hope, and love, they never leave. But there are things that you must manifest on a regular basis. Though I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in my spirit, I must, to live the life that I need to live, I need to manifest righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth. These are things that I have to call on. These are parts of the kingdom that are above surface. The, the faith, hope, and love, they're always underneath. They're always undergirding. But these, these five other pillars and these other five other attributes and values of the kingdom uh, must be brought forth. And that's why you pray every day that your kingdom would come and that, your, that the Father's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so every day you've got to call forth robes of righteousness. You've got to put on the suitable suit of clothing or armor or or whatever suit that you're about to walk into an atmosphere that that suit would be prepared for you for that day. God planned for you to spend time with him, that you'd spend enough time in the anointing that you would put on a robe of righteousness. You would put on a garment of salvation. You put on the suitable suit for the for the atmosphere that you're about to walk into, because in this world, there's toxicity. But isn't it beautiful when you can be wearing even like a spacesuit or, or uh, somebody that, um, you know, deep sea dives. They have all these breathing apparatuses that you can breathe, you know, the oxygen of the place that you're really from, which is the heart of the father in the glory realm. You can be breathing in the glory atmosphere of heaven in the midst of the toxicity of this world. Why? By putting on a robe of righteousness. Put it, so every day you've got to put on a robe of righteousness. You've got to clothe your mind and your heart with a peace that passes all understanding. And you've got to put on the oil of joy that begins to displace the, the very heaviness and, and the, the sorrow. And then every day, you you got to call on the greater grace 
than the evil of the day. There's a greater grace that's waiting for you to call into your life. These are, I'm telling you, these are things that you can use every day to give you a greater level of effectiveness and victory in your days. And then the last thing you got to call in is the uh, spirit of truth or truth, and then step into it. Call forth the truth of the day. What is the truth that I'm to possess today that I could step into that will set me freer than I've ever been before? So that, you know, that's the, you know, the lowdown on what we did, what we've been doing. But today, I want to boldly say to you that if the enemy can't steal your joy, he can't steal or can't keep your stuff. You got to stay strong. The lion always feeds himself before he feeds anybody else. You got to feed yourself the presence. You got you to find yourself in the presence of the Lord because in the presence of the Lord is where you find your strength. And that's Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. It says, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you get the joy of the Lord, but the question is, where do you find the joy of the Lord? The Bible says, and I'll get to the scripture here in a minute, that the the joy of the Lord is your strength, but the joy of the Lord is found in the presence of the Lord. So spending time in the presence of the Lord will give you the joy of the Lord, which will give you your strength. So here's another word that Jesus used a lot that has to do with this topic, and that's blessed, the word blessed. And it's the Greek word makarios. So whenever Jesus would say, you know, blessed is the man, or you're blessed if you do this. And um, so anytime you use blessed, it, it's, he's using the Greek word makarios, which means happy and blissful and joyful. Being blessed is that you're happy, blissful, and joyful. Don't tell me that God wants you to be miserable, that you got to pay your price, that you got you to do these things, you got to earn, deserve. Don't live that life. Don't live that lie. You can be joyful by spending time in the presence of the Lord, no matter what you're going through. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not sorrow. This is talking, he's talking to people that are in captivity. They're slaves. Don't, do not sorrow. You need to spend time in the presence of the Lord. And when you do, you will receive the strength that you need. Is it okay to not be okay? Yes, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. You have to get into the presence of the Lord because the enemy wants to elongate your your mournful season of, over a loved one that you lost, or over a job that you lost, or over an opportunity you lost, or over health you've lost, or whatever it is. But you need to get back your strength, and that is get in the presence of the Lord and receive the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So many people, ladies and gentlemen, and I just want to encourage you to tell you that one-fifth of the kingdom of God is joy. One-fifth, or you can say one-eighth if you're counting the foundational pieces. But one-fifth of the, of the things that you need to manifest on a regular day is joy. And you need, to, you need to look in the mirror and say, listen, buddy, show your face. When you're out there, smile, smile intentionally. I know you got a mask on maybe, or you just pull your mask down and say, I'm smiling underneath here. And you need to understand that you need to be joyful. Joy, joy is infectious. When you start, people start laughing, you just start laughing. You don't even know why you're laughing sometimes. You're just laughing because they're laughing. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's this infectious joy. You know, the way you get over, a lot of people that, you know, that have gone through a lot of rough things, they have a lot of humor because it's the joy that God, it's the laughter, it's the, it's the happiness, the blissfulness. It's the, it's those moments that you make, you make like, 
here, here's, a, here's a scripture. You ready? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. See, it's not that you don't have a choice. You do have a choice. You can make yourself be happy. You know, being phony, a coaster, you know, the roller coaster ride, fake it till you make it. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a real resource that is already on the inside of you. The king of joy is already on the inside of you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get drunk on the Holy Ghost. You get drunk on the new wine and you begin to act happy. There is a resource on the inside of you that you can tap into. It's not you being phony. It's you being faithful and you being strong because you spend time praising God. When you begin to praise him, you get powerful and you begin to release the spirit of joy into the realm and begin to shift the atmosphere that is all around you trying to trying to baptize you in pickle juice. You know, we need to we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, not in vinegar. We, we need to not have a sourpuss. We need to be joyful in releasing the presence of God into this realm. Here's another scripture. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, but regarding the, the son, he says, your throne, God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of his kingdom. And you loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy above and beyond your companions. Jesus had more joy than all of his companions. This is what Jesus was like. He wanted to, he, he was the life of the party. He was the one that everybody wanted to in, invite to his house. Zacchaeus, the, the fair, all peoples, even Pharisees wanted to eat at his house, but you know, maybe different reasons. But I, I'll tell you one thing, sinners loved being around Jesus. People loved to hang out with him. Why did he always have 15,000 people following him around for about 85% of his ministry? We just see the last 15% where he is heading towards the cross. We just see the last two weeks and we say that's his whole life. He was miserable. He was, he was, you know, he was always, you know, under pressure and all that. No, he handled it with grace because he spent time in the presence of the Lord. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy that displaced mourning. Whenever you got around Jesus, he already preacted in the presence so that he would not react, that he would actually respond in the world and in, in the lives. So you need to get strong because people need the Lord. People need the presence. People need peace. People need you to show up and speak peace to the storms and be still to the circumstances and release joy in the midst of it. Joy will breathe hope into people's lives. Jesus was anointed with joy. In Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 um, through 4, it, it says... The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, me to preach good news or good tidings to the poor. The, the good news is that the poor don't meet, need to be poor no more. That he became very poor so that you could become very rich. And it's actually, you, you have to understand what Jesus came from, the opulence of heaven and being worshipped 24-7 by, by these 
amazing four living creatures and 24 elders and all of heaven and angels as, as the four the four living creatures fly around the throne and seeing have eyes all around and eyes within and six wings flying around the throne and seeing something brand new that causes them to crash to the ground and say holy 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 this is where jesus left to come down here so that you could have a blessed life happy blissful and joyful life the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He's sent me to bind up their broken heart and proclaim liberty for the captives and release from darkness for those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Jesus was about the great exchange. And Jesus was using the anointing and the, the very oil of joy to displace. And I release the, the very oil of joy into your life. To, the anointing of joy to pierce your mourning. Come out of the past. Come out of that divorce. Come out of that pain. Come out of that problem. I release joy to you, strength to walk forward and be everything that God has called you to be. Now, here is one of the greatest lies that the enemy has perpetrated on the planet Earth and even has infiltrated into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the lie. Are you ready? That everything in the physical realm is evil. When God started making the heavens and the earth, he said he created this and this and this and this, and he called it good. This and this and this and this, and he called it good. And then when he got to uh, Adam, he said it was good. When he got to Eve, he said, ah, very good. <laughs> there you go, ladies. So here, here we are. Uh, God created everything, called it good. And, and then it was subjected to the fall. And, and we give way too much credit to the enemy with that. I'm, I'm not going to even get into that today. But we begin to believe this lie that the enemy has perpetrated upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world, that the physical realm is evil. And religion says this, that, that, that religiosity says this. Not all religion says this, but there, there are systems, demonic systems that, that are trying to get you to believe that, there, that everything in the physical realm is actually evil. This is the Gnostic teaching that perpetrated this lie by saying this, that this realm is so evil that, is it, that it was impossible for Christ to physically be manifested in the flesh. This was the Antichrist spirit that caused a third of the believers in the first century to fall away. About a third of, of all of people that were buying into the kingdom of God and, and that Jesus was the Savior, they began to believe this lie. They, they began to believe that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Well, I want to tell you, here's the truth of the matter. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father. So what happened is this, this notion came to punish ourselves. It became so prevalent that the church, that we added even penitence as part of paying for our sins at the cross and that the, the killing of the body and the shedding of the blood of, of the Lord Jesus Christ was not good enough. That we had to, that we were buying into this lie that, that um, you know, we couldn't hardly do anything. And it was all about do's and don'ts. And, and we had to, you know, 
pay a price for this and that. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this realm is renewable. This realm is redeemable. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole world is waiting. In, in, in Isaiah 55, 11 and 12, it says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but will accomplish what I de- desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and hills will burst in song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Why? Because this one thing. Because somebody had the audacity to believe the word of God. And and I want to tell you, what happens is all of creation begins to rejoice when we begin to speak the word of God. And you go out in joy and be led forth in peace. It's so good to to be just you know, going out into this realm in joy. You need to go out into this realm and and go out in joy and let that joy permeate every area and aspect of your spheres of influence and matron of ministry. You need to allow the joy, go out in joy, be led forth in peace. Because the whole world is waiting for you to manifest the kingdom. So these are lies that have actually stolen our joy that we, we need to be so infectious in this realm. We, we can't do anything. And, oh, we can't do that. I can't do this you know, because the world is bad. And you need to be the, the one that is making it good. If you spend time in the presence of God, in, in receiving the joy and receiving your peace and manifesting the robes of righteousness and putting on the suitable suit of the glory of God, then you can go out and you can have dinner with the sinners and, the, and, and, and these people that, that need the Lord. He says, what? why are you hanging out with them? Because it's the people that need to be healed are the people that Jesus wanted to hang out with. He didn't come to save the whole or save the righteous. He came to save those that were lost and healing and needed healing and needed deliverance. Jesus said to anyone, be blessed or, or be blessed is one. <laughs> sorry. Get this point. Jesus would go out with his joyous, infectious um, spirit flowing out of him. And when he would release, be blessed, or he would, he would just bless somebody, he was blessing them with happy, blissful, joyfulness. So anyway, joy equals strength. Joy equals protection. No joy, no strength. No joy, no protection. Mm-hmm. So in Nehemiah chapter ten, chapter eight, verse ten. Let me say it again. They said to them, "Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing has been prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength." So why are we focusing on Lord? Uh, uh, sorry, why are we focusing on joy? It's because I see people that people need. They, they need and, and to be infiltrated with the spirit of, of joy. We're choosing to focus on joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, some, somebody's got to get the joy of their salvation back. 
You, you need to say, Dad, I need the joy of my salvation back. It's way better. You need to, you know, come through the gate of thanksgiving and begin to just thank him over again and just begin to repent for being, you know, lining up with the circumstances that are going on or all around us or believing the the prophets of doom on the 24-hour news networks and and, and letting them to be foxes that are siphoning the anointing of joy out of our lives. And, and all of a sudden, we're just the same as, as anybody else when we need to be the change maker and the change factor in people's lives by manifesting righteousness, peace, and joy. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness or exceeding joy more than your companions. So here we have Mordecai. He went out from the presence of the king. And you, you know the whole story about Esther and how that Esther was the queen that saved and, and Mordecai saved um, Israel. The, the presence of the king in the royal apparel of blue and white with a great crown of gold. So after the great victory that happened and the tables got turned on the enemy and the enemy of the Hebrews, all of them got hung by the gallows they were planning for them. So Mordecai, you know, he comes out of the presence of the king in royal apparel, blue and white with a great crown of gold and, and a garment of fine linen and purple. So this guy is just has a bit of a swag. The, 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 and the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness, joy and honor. And in every province, the city, wherever the king's command and decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a holiday. Then, then many of the people of the land became Jews because of the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Esther chapter 8 verses 15 through 17 in the New King James Version. I just read you an epitaph of people that began to operate in the joy of the Lord because of a great victory. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. And how do you, how do you get this? But many of the people of the land became Jews. Why? They saw the joy you know, they, they, they were having feasts and everybody wanted to be a Jew. Everybody wanted to be at that time because of the things that were happening. And then fear fell upon them because they're the ones that are now ruling. They had gladness, joy, and honor everywhere, every province. Why can't that be in your spheres of influence? Why can't you be the one that is feasting? in the midst of your enemies. Come on now. He has provided for you a great ability to rejoice right in the midst of all the problems that are going on. When you rejoice in the midst of the pit or the valley of the shadow of death, when you begin to reach down deep and say, Lord God, I love you. I honor you. I bless you. I thank you for my salvation. I just rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I'm going to command myself because I'm, I am, 
I have a soul and I live in a body, but I am a spirit and my spirit, born again spirit runs the show and my soul, my mind, my will, and my, my emotions are lining up with the word of God and lining up with my born again spirit that became one with the spirit of the living God. And now I'm being re- renewed in my mind and now my soul is saved and now I am making my soul rejoice in this physical and soulless realm and shift and change and release the kingdom of God into this realm. So here's the question for you. When was the last time that you were so happy, you were so full of joy that people were a little afraid of you? (laughs) That is called, ladies and gentlemen, the book of Acts. Acts chapter two, Jack, that's where they were all in one place in one accord and boom, suddenly the wind of the spirit, the very Ruach HaKodesh, the holy breath, the holy breath of God came in and baptized them. They became filled with the one that had been, that had more joy than all of his companions. Did you hear that? The disciples, 120 that were in the upper room waiting for those 10 days, Jesus left on the 40th day. And he says, I'm about, the father's about to send the spirit. I'm about to send the the spirit. Wait in Jerusalem in the city of peace until I send the spirit that will baptize you. And they got baptized and they began to laugh hilariously. They began to become drunk and not as you suppose, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Their, their countenance, their face, everything changed. All the burdens lifted off. When you get the joy of the Lord coming out of your life, you begin to get the power to fulfill your assignment because you're freer than you've ever been before. Hallelujah. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's face it. Jesus did not have the greatest assignment. Well, he was here on the earth. (laughs) I can hear it. I can hear the father saying this to Jesus right now. Okay, you're going to go to earth, born in a feeding stall, a a manger. Uh, It'll be some hay, you know, there'll be some swaddling clothes, but it's not going to be the Taj Mahal. Uh, You're going to grow up and be ridiculed, betrayed, and brutally beaten, and then nailed to a cross. Uh, And then you're going to die out of suffocation because you can't, uh, because your your uh, chest is going to concave into your lungs and is going to push out the air and you're going to be so emaciated and so weak because of the beatings and everything else and the, the emotional trauma and everything. But you're going to do it um, for humanity and every, everybody's going to be saved. So he had to go through all of that knowing all of this was going on. So how did he keep his joy? How did he stay joyful in the midst of all of that? I want to tell you, you can be in joy on your worst day. You can, you can, you do not have to allow, you may have to take a moment and turn aside like David did. You may have to take a moment and go into the mountain like Jesus did, or go into the desert and spend time in, in the wilderness with the, with the Holy Spirit, with the angels and, and receive the glory of God. This is what you got, but you got to every day, you got to pre-act in the presence before you react in the world and, and you get caught up in everything that's trying to take you out and everything that's trying to to, to dominate and control and contain. You can be an answer in the midst of all of the toxicity, breathing the oxygen of heaven because you spent time in the presence. You got strengthened in the presence because you received the joy of the Lord in the presence of God. Jesus was anointed on a regular basis with the oil of joy. 
he had more joy. He was anointed with the oil of joy, and he had more joy than all of his com companions. Once again, the, one of the key scriptures we've been using here is in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, which is rules and regulations, da da da, but eating um, and not eating and, and Sabbath and all this kind of thing. But, so the kingdom of God is not in that, but the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you, and you begin to allow Holy Spirit to be Lord of your life, and you allow the presence of God to come out of you, guess what? You get righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth. Hallelujah. So this is what Jesus said, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and, and abide in His love. These, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. What is His commandment? You need to hear from the Father and you need to love Jesus and you need to love your neighbors. That's His commands. Here's Acts chapter 2, verse 28. And you have, known, you have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Psalms chapter 16, 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Can I give you a few more scriptures? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to give them to you anyway. John chapter 16, verse 24. Until now, you have Ask nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants you to actualize the resources that are in you and the resources in your harvest that are waiting to come into your life. You need to ask things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can receive and that your joy may be full. There are, there are circumstances and situations that are trying to come into your life to bring fullness and joy into it. John chapter 15, verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy that was set before him. He was despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He, the joy was him sitting down with his dad again. His joy was sitting in a place of, uh, of, that, you that he became and the intercessor for all of eternity. The joy that, that he paid the price and purchased accessibility for the spirit of the living God to come into your life. Hallelujah. This is such a key scripture. This is a, a scripture that I, I take around with me. And, and um, I share the scripture and I have people read it and people begin to get drunk in the Holy Spirit and they fall out in laughter. Happens every time. Psalms chapter 126, 1 through 3. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, when the Lord set us free, we were like those who dream, full of wonder. It seemed so unreal, a dream too good to be true. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful shouting. We were the talk of the nations. Then they said among the nations, God was wonderful to them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. We are one happy 
people. This is what you need to know about what you, the proper reaction to your salvation. But here's, when it says here with joyful shouting, that, or, or you could actually, some places it's um, uh, interpreted as joyful singing, but it's joyful shouting here. It, that word is the Hebrew word rena. Uh, rena is a shout of rejoicing. Rena describes the kind of joyful shouting at the time of a great victory. When do you give shouts of great victory? When do you give praise to your God? When do you rejoice like a crazy person, right in the midst of the valley, right in the midst of the wilderness, right in the midst of everything, and you will begin to shift in the atmospheres. You need to understand the victory has already been purchased for you 2,000 years ago. Now you have to implement it. You have to bring it into this realm. You have to lay hold of the promises and you've got to decree and declare the promises and you need to bring them forth into this realm. Oh, hallelujah. I want to boldly say this to you again today. Hear the word of the Lord. If the enemy can't steal your joy, he can't steal and he can't keep your stuff. In Jesus' mighty name, understand the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord can be found in the presence of the Lord. And if you are spending enough time in the presence of the Lord, you'll be baptized in the oil of joy and you will displace the mourning and the depression and the containment and you'll be able to be strong enough to stand up under anything that's trying to take you down and take you out. It's time right now to stand up into the presence of the Lord and go up and look up and refocus our gaze upon the Lord and recalibrate our mind by filling our thoughts with heavenly realities and then be clothed with robes of righteousness, a peace that passes all understanding, a joy that is complete and full of glory, a grace that is greater than the evil of the day, and a truth that you can possess that will set you completely free in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I'm going to tell you some bloopers. (laughs) And uh, I just want to send you off with a little chuckle in your heart. Are you ready? Did you receive that, first of all? Come on, somebody say amen. So here's the, these are bulletins off of church boards. You ready? This is actual bulletins that people have put on their, their, their church um, bulletins or, or the signs outside their churches. You ready? The sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. <laughs> Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It is a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Bring your husbands. <laughs> Remember in prayer the many who are sick of our community. I think they meant sick um, in our community. Uh, don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. <laughs> Uh, Miss Charlene Mason sang, I will not pass this way again, giving obvious pleasure to the congregation. (laughs) For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Uh, Okay, let me just give you a couple more. Um, A bean supper will be held on Tuesday night or Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music, 
to follow. And if you don't get that one, then you never grew up uh, as a child. <laughs> um, okay. The scouts are saving aluminum cans, bottles, and other items to be recycled. Proceeds will be used to cripple children. Just, you know, you just miss a few consonants here and there, and that gives it a whole different connotation. Potluck Supper Sunday at 5 p.m., prayer and medication to follow. Uh, and let me just give you two more. Uh, low self-esteem support group will meet to Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door. <laughs> and this is probably my favorite one. I'm sorry. But Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. at the First Presbyterian Church. Please use the large double door at the side of the entrance. This is very miracle. I hope you had a good chuckle, and I hope you received from uh, this wonderful weapon and of your arsenal that you have on the inside of you waiting to come on the outside of you and begin to change everything that's coming against you. I love you all. Once again, go to www.barrymiracle.ca or if you can remember easier, www.wakeupintoyourdream.com and go and check out the other resources. Love you all and we'll be back next week with the uh, kingdom principle called grace. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>